0: Man, the lights green, just go already this week on the Knowing God Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Knowing God. I'm John. And I am Caleb Roland. And we are having part two of a discussion started last week on digitizing church. And as you could tell, this conversation is going to be about, let's just green means go. We're going to utilize every tool that we have in this new world called the internet and digital world. And so let's go, let's go. Let's use all these tools.
0: Exactly. You know, I mean, when you're sitting at a stoplight, there's two kinds of people. When there's somebody in front of you and the light turns green, there's the person who, once it's been green for 0.6 seconds, Mm -hmm. you're laying on the horn, like, get out of the way and go, right? And there's the other person who's like, well, I'm from the South, and I don't know, I'm just waiting, (laughs) bless your heart, maybe, you know, they're having a hard day, get out of the way kind of deal, right? And you're kind of like, wait, like, uh, probably too long. And then you finally like, Beep beep! Come on, guys, let's go. So we're talking about the green lights this week, and uh, you know, last week was the red lights. So people who just say technology is kind of scary, you know, Mm -hmm. technology kind Mm -hmm. of corrupts what we have uh, as far as the church and what God has intended the church to be. But then we also have people on the complete opposite end who says every you know ounce of technology, anything that can be implemented, anything that we can be innovators and Mm -hmm. uh, early adopters of, let's do that as soon as possible. As soon as we have it in the budget, let's make it happen so that uh, we. Can be on the cutting edge right yeah
1: it's not a, it takes a here's what we can do to here's what we should do right you know like this is these are the new tools mm-hmm. and why wouldn't we use these new tools let's use these without really any sense of discretion or wisdom or you know we're just gonna go we're right no holds barred <laughs> you no know, holds barred and, and I do think that this is maybe the attitude that causes the red light people to really go red. Right. And they say, whoa, this is moving way too fast, way too quickly. And we're not comfortable with this. And so we want to go back to the 1970s. We want to go back to maybe the 1980s. Right? right. Pink carpet, you know, something like that. Will exactly. Be exactly. And so. And, and I think there is this perspective in church especially that I find to be really interesting. You know, change is scary. Mm-hmm. Change is not something that comes normative to a lot of people. They like to avoid change, but you know, we live in a world that's ever changing Correct. and we realize that. And so I think there sometimes is this tendency in the church that, well, Everything else can change. The way I get my TV can change. Streaming services. I don't. Blockbusters don't exist anymore <laughs> except for right. that one in Oregon. Right. Um, but don't change my church, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is comfortable. And and so I I think that can make that red light really, really red. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it can also cause maybe some frustration with the green light people as they kind of look at those red light people and say they're obsolete, they're dinosaurs, they don't care, they're not reading their Bibles, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so we have to kind of live with that tension, I think. We
0: definitely do. Uh, But as we move into the green lights, we see that probably uh, one of the most cutting edge things that we see now is, you know, the metaverse. Yes. You know, we know that, you know, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, they're pouring, uh, you know, billions of dollars mm-hmm. into the metaverse and into developing uh, virtual reality technology. And we've seen that become uh, really kind of, you know, the, the rich kid who had the really nice gaming computer. He had, you know, one of the, you know, what is it, Oculus headsets? Yeah, you know? and then you'd go yeah, over and be like, yeah. "Oh, this is kind of cool," and then you'd be like, "I never really, you know, feel the need to do that again." To now, a lot of people are beginning to uh, to implement that to have some type of online presence in the yeah. metaverse uh, with avatars and those different kind of things. And so with that, then of course um, we have the question of what about virtual reality church? What yeah. about you know setting up churches and gathering places in now virtual reality spaces? Yeah, there
1: there are pastors, and I can't remember their names. I think there's one in California. We were watching some videos on this mm-hmm. online. Online. And Life Church, I think they have a, a yes. virtual reality
0: brand now. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, yeah. So, you know, but there are pastors exclusively mm-hmm. who see themselves as pastors in a virtual reality environment. So, mm-hmm. yes, you don your Oculus goggles, you join into the church, there's a church service, there's a sermon, there's all the things that you would expect. There's even baptisms right. in the virtual world. Uh, and so, yeah, there are some people that say this is a new space. Mm-hmm. Let's go, let's utilize it. And I think at the beginning, just as we think about this, we need to say that this is such a departure from what we've understood and recognized as Mm -hmm. church. There are some aspects of this that are exciting. There are also some aspects of this that honestly kind of feel a little hokey to me, at -hmm. least. You know, and uh, anytime I can go to church in an avatar. Right, dressed like a penguin or (laughs) whatever it is. Uh Yeah, so this is really in its infancy. And we don't exactly know the direction that this is going to go, but we have seen a lot of things in the past that have been kind of pioneered and kind of pinned as this like brand new, like world changing thing. I I remember a few years ago, like 3D, Mm -hmm. um, 3D televisions were a thing and you had to wear goggles or not goggles, but like glasses Mm -hmm. to watch And, and, and you can't even find those anymore. Right. And that was a thing. Exactly. Didn't hit. I mean, it's like, uh, how long
0: can Dippin' Dots be the ice cream of the future? Before <laughs> it's the future and we still have ice cream and, you know, Dippin' Dots you can only find at the ballpark or at the mall, right? I mean, so it's one of those things of like, is it actually going to take off? Is it actually going to be everything that it's built to be? Or is it going to be a flop? And I think that that's, I mean, that's the question right now about the metaverse, right? I mean, mm-hmm. even with all of this investment, um, with everything that's going on there, there's, uh, there's no signal whether it's actually going to be there in five years. Yeah years we're going to see it and we're going to say wow well, you know those guys really they had the right idea of reaching out to people in yeah. the metaverse and of doing it that way or whether in five years we're going to be like remember whenever people thought we were all going to be walking around you know like with goggles on and living our lives o- online and then that's just not where we're at yeah you know,
1: so yeah I, I think that uh one of the benefits of this vr church phenomenon that we're seeing is that it does connect people uh, in different ways mm. from around the world in in you know, real relationships. Mm -hmm. They have conversations with people and it's just in a digital environment. Now, I'll just be the first to tell you, I I haven't done this. Mm -hmm. I haven't like experienced VR church. I don't really have any interest. VR goggles kind of make me a little nauseous. Right. Um, It's not an environment that I really prefer. Right. But we do know that there are some people, maybe with some degree of social awkwardness, social anxieties, or maybe just, you know, health issues, that this is a real thing. Absolutely. It can can be helpful.
0: Right. And so as we look at that, then we see that, I mean, there's just the principle, uh, you know, in green lights that the church has always used technology to spread the gospel, right? Whether it's, we look at the the Roman road system, you know, Mm -hmm. that Paul traveled to get from one place to another, that would have been completely impossible, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe 200 years before that, you know, as far as, you know, falling into robbers, trying to make it from one place to the other, trying to make speedy travel, like that would have been very difficult. I mean, even ships, you know, and being able to make ocean travels of, you know, being able to take the gospel to faraway lands. Uh, and, you know, more recently, I mean, even most people watching the podcast, regardless uh, of your age, if you're older, you probably remember, you know, ordering cassettes, right? Yeah. Of different pastors' sermons. You would have them send you cassettes so that you could have, you know, whoever's series on the book of, you know, First John or, um, you know, that they would ask, you know, for, you um, You know CDs later Mm -hmm. on and so we we Mm -hmm. go through that and we see that the church has a long history this isn't something that is just coming up wow how are we going to deal with technology Mm -hmm. but from radio programs to watching Billy Graham on TV to cassettes to the roads we see that technology has been a part of the church for a long time and the church has adopted many of these avenues to great effect and uh, great gospel witness right
1: this church has utilized a media ministry or did Mm -hmm. you know that was a big part of this church in fact we have this archive that goes back I think into the 1960s and they were all converted, cassette tapes. Mm -hmm. It's actually a really neat thing that we have. It's it's really a a beautiful archive of just what God has done through this church in Mm -hmm. the past. But that's a good example. And that technology shifted, you right. know, where it went from cassette to now digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and hopefully the digital is a lot more long lasting than correct. a cassette tape. <laughs> correct, correct. But uh, just to say
0: that with, you know, where we don't know where VR might be going, we do know that there's been other technologies that maybe people were worried about. Should we really be on the radio? Should we really be on TV? And then now we look back and we say, yeah. some of those things, I mean, you. Uh, you know, the Reverend Billy Graham's funeral here a few years back and just his outreach and how much effect that had had. And, I mean, prisoners who, you know, could never actually go into a physical church building, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, who said that they came to Jesus through Billy Graham's ministry, mm-hmm. you know, carrying his coffin, you know, those different kind of things. It was mm-hmm. just one of those very um, impressive things. So,
1: yeah, uh, kind of moving along to mm-hmm. here and kind of in that same point, the Bible does not address digital gatherings. mm mm-hmm just say, yeah, of course, you know, there's no such thing as in the first century. Right. But the Bible uh, doesn't address a lot of things that we do in the church. Correct. Like air conditioning. Right. (laughs) You know, sound (laughs) systems, sound systems,
0: projectors, you know, to be able to get the, I mean, most people uh, who are older have a hard time reading a hymnal now. Yeah. yeah, ironically, you know, I mean, it's so they don't have large print hymnals most of the time. It's right, really small. And so it's like, wow, I can't actually read this. But when you put the words up in giant letters on the screen, they say, well, wow, mm-hmm. I can actually read that. Mm-hmm. But that's a technology that, you know,
1: like, yeah. the Bible doesn't talk about. Yeah, specifically. yeah. Uh, another point that somebody might make is if you look at church membership, mm-hmm. um, can it not be achieved digitally? Or a 100 percent. And, you know, we might say, well, I don't I don't know. I mean, like maybe, maybe not. Uh But there are a lot of things that Mm -hmm. can be achieved in a digital environment for healthy church membership. Right. You know, especially if you are equating attendance, digital attendance with in person attendance, and those are one and the same, and you're thinking, then yes. Right. And uh,
0: I mean, in some ways, I mean, we talked about giving you can give online, right? Mm -hmm. That There's a digital giving platform that you can uh, serve in some ways online. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's definitely some different ways of of mentorship. Uh, You can even I mean, you know, my wife is a counselor and she does some, uh, you know, digital counseling sessions, Mm -hmm. those different kind of things. Mm -hmm. So there are ways that you can serve online, um, if, you know, and we would say that for somebody who has that necessity, and I think that mm-hmm. could also be true for somebody who maybe has that preference in some ways. That you yeah, can
1: say yeah, true. yeah. Uh, another point, we talked a little bit about this last week, um, you know, taking the Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. you know, when we were in the COVID environment and everybody was shut down and, you know, kind of stuck in their houses, I think most churches did some sort of, I would say not all, but right. some, most churches did some sort of, you know, digital Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. And so if you would take the stance that, okay, you know, for the green light folks, they right. would say, well, why is it so bad now? Right. But it wasn't bad then. Correct. You know, what has changed? Mm-hmm. And even, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, the Catholic
0: church who, who views, you know, baptism very differently and, mm-hmm. and communion very differently, there were some uh, priests who were actually using uh, water guns. Yeah. from a distance during COVID to, <laughs> right, to baptize yeah. babies. And you're kind of like, oh, that seems, you know, like if, if you can baptize somebody with a water gun, then, you know, can you, can you do it online? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's some real questions there because we realized that, um, you know, because of the world that we live in, there's some limitations that different Mm -hmm. people have for different reasons. And how can we make accommodations for those people?
1: Yeah. So those that are kind of on the green light side Mm -hmm. are just like, let's make those accommodations. There are people on the other side of that device. There are Mm -hmm. people on the other side of that screen. Let's move forward. And that's kind of what the VR movement, I think is really all about. It's Mm -hmm. it's really a missional, you know, perspective. Correct. You know, maybe going back to that first point on VR church, uh, another, Real plus, I would say, for a VR environment is how much cheaper it is to plant a church. Right. Now, there are those on the other side that would say, is it really a church? But for Mm -hmm. those that are advocates of the VR church, they would say, yes, it is a church. And we don't have to have a building. We don't have to have, you know, the sound systems that usually come with these buildings. We don't have to have you know, the electricity to pay for the light bills and so forth, so forth. Correct. And we don't need all these rooms for small groups. Like we can do these virtually. And so those are kind of some interesting thoughts.
0: They are. um, But whether we're talking about virtual reality or whether we're even just talking about, you know, utilizing more of the internet of streaming, of doing Mm -hmm. all these different things, uh, we do realize that the internet is the biggest third space in history. Yeah. Right. Whenever we talk about third spaces. um, So as a church planter, that's one thing we always look at. You know, your your first space is, you know, your home. And that's, you Mm -hmm. know, where you spend a lot of time and then your work. So where is that space between home and work where people spend a lot of time? You know, uh, in the past, it's been a lot of different places. You know, right now, I mean, maybe you're uh, a baseball family and the ball field is your third space. You're always there. Yeah. You know, if you're not at home and you're not at work, you're at the ball field and you're there uh-huh. all summer and you're there all fall, you know, and that's where you're going to be. Um, but the internet is, again, a huge third space of where uh, whenever people get off work and they go home, yeah. a lot of people spend a considerable amount of time on the internet. That is a third space where you can interact with people who uh, you may not see normally at the grocery store who you may not see normally out at sporting events or out in different ways of the community but you would find them on the
1: internet yeah um, gosh man that's you know, that's such, such a good point and so much so too to like especially what we saw during COVID from the work work from home mm-hmm. you know kind of push you know, people were working from home long before COVID, but now I think there's more of a uh, familiarity, maybe an acceptance mm-hmm. that this is a legitimate way to earn a living. And so that is the third space kind of invading that second space of Correct. work, you know. And so then the question would be is from the church practitioners, why wouldn't we be active in that third space? Correct. Why would we neglect that? Mm-hmm. And then we, and
0: then the next question about that would say, well, if we're engaging with them, are people who are engaged digitally actually less you know um, part of the church than people who are in person yeah and we would ask that question about uh for example shut-ins you know or yeah. people who have health issues and yeah. we would say well would we tell somebody you know who was in the hospital constantly in the hospital maybe they have you know severe health issues or uh that they're uh, you know immunocompromised and mm-hmm. so they can't come to church would we tell that person you're great, but you're not really as much of a member as somebody who comes in person. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, so many of those people, I, I know people who pray constantly. And prayer is, is a ministry of the church. We have, they engage, uh, you know, we've talked to people who are like, I've watched every single one of your church services online right. since you went online in COVID. Yeah. And you think, I know almost nobody who's come in person every single Sunday since COVID, right? I mean, so you're thinking like, wow, there's a lot of engagement there. And so we have to ask the question too, does it mean that you are less engaged just because you're online?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. I think too, just I know as a pastor, when I preach on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. I know where people sit, right. they typically sit in the same place. I also know those that are kind of drifting and a little sleepy mm-hmm. every single Sunday. doesn't matter what I'm talking right. about, what, how I'm doing it up there. Um, and so we, we want to make sure we don't have this thought in our mind that in-person means engaged, online means disengaged Correct. or distracted. That That doesn't necessarily mean that. And so, you know, but does that green light mean then that, everything needs to be ported online. I mean, I think that's kind of what we're asking. Right. And those that are online are going to be more engaged. Well, not necessarily so either. Right, so. exactly. And yeah. um, so
0: we'll, we'll hit this last point and actually next week we're gonna talk about where we land. I mean, yeah. know, what, we were op- open and honest about that, that we're kind of more in that um, Technology is amazing, Mm -hmm. but um, I wouldn't call us, you know, the early adopters of the brand new cutting edge technology. But at the same time, we want to utilize technology that Mm -hmm. works in real ways. And so, uh, but as we look at these green lights, I think there's one more question that's really good to ask, and that's, um, I mean, how do we gauge when somebody should just be coming to church? You know, if if that's the red light mentality of like, if you're at all possible, then you should be coming to church. Well, I mean, right now gas is almost $5 a gallon. It's a good point. And that's a real consideration for some people. Boy, I mean, you know, know what I mean? I'm, uh, you know, uh, whenever you look at different people who, uh, even my wife and I, we're doing great by the grace of God, that makes a big dent in our budget just mm. gas to get to and from work. So if you're talking about, you know, you need to be here every time that the church doors are open, you're talking about, I mean, maybe several hundred dollars by the end of the month in gas money. And are you telling okay. people that like, hey, if you can engage digitally one time in the week, you shouldn't do that because it's more valuable to be here in person. Yeah. You know, where, do, where are those breakover points? You know, how sick do you have to be before we don't expect you to be at church anymore? How far away do you have to live before we're like, okay, you finally get a pass. I think there are some really, like we talked about gray areas, right? There's yeah. going be some messiness that we're just going to have to live with and have a lot of grace in to say that technology does reach people who really need it. And um, sometimes trying to decipher those people who we would like to put in those neat categories of really need it and are just being lazy, they're not that clean.
1: No, they're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they're not. People are not that cleanly divided into these different categories. We know that as pastors, Mm -hmm. and I think our churches need to be wisened up to that too.
0: Exactly, exactly. So as we we look at this next week at the yellow lights, the categories of where we say uh, we can approach with caution, we need to, you know, look both ways before crossing the street, but we also want to make sure that we are utilizing technology for the spread and the share of the gospel. Um, That's what we're going to look at this next week. So we hope you join us for that episode of Knowing God. Thanks.